1981, a journalist returned to his hometown, Sucre, Colombia, to investigate the long-forgotten 27-year-old murder of his close friend, Santiago Nassar, and the townspeople who literally stood by and watched it all happen. Angela Vicario was the youngest and most beautiful out of all four of her sisters. Her mother, Pura Vicario, had raised Angela and her sisters to be wives, teaching them skills such as screen embroidery, sewing, and making artificial flowers. Angela Vicario had even managed to catch the eye of Bayarlo San Ramon, the wealthy, charming, and slightly mysterious man who arrived in August to search for a wife. Although Angela Vicario didn't show any feelings of love towards Bayarlo San Ramon, her family decided to arrange the marriage between Bayarlo and Angela on the night of February 7th, 1954. However, things began to take a turn for the worse for Angela Vicario. At 1 a.m. on February 8th, Angela Vicario is returned home by Bayardo San Ramon because she was not a virgin. Her Vicario was, fur was furious with Angela since the wedding was significant for the family and beats her. Two hours later, at 3 a.m., Vicario brothers, Pablo and Pedro, returned home. Pedro, quote, the more forceful of the brothers, asked her who took her virginity. Angela told her family that Santiago Nassar was the man who took her virginity, which leads to Pablo and Pedro's plan to murder Santiago. This podcast plans on analyzing what happened to Angela Vicario leading up to the murder of Santiago Nassar. Hi, I'm Dew. And I'm Michael. I'm Sarah. And I'm Nolan. And you're listening to the Conference Room 2 podcast. The first topic for today's podcast is what happened on the night before the murder and background information with Bayarlo San Ramon. Bayarlo San Ramon had originally seen Angela for the first time at the end of September. As soon as Bayarlo saw Angela, he knew that she was the girl that he wanted to marry. Bayarlo San Ramon and Angela Vicario officially met each other at a charity bazaar on a national holiday in October. He saw a fancy music box at one of the stands of the bazaar. When Bayarlo sees the music box on display, he asks Angela how much it costs. Angela responds that it was not for sale, but was to be raffled off. When it was time for the music box to be raffled off, Angela Vicario announces that Bayarlo San Ramon was the person who won. San Ramon most likely bought all the raffle tickets just to show Angela how wealthy he was. The thought of him doing this annoyed Angela a lot, and she later commented, commented quote, I detested conceited men, and I'd never seen one so stuck up. Later that evening, she found the music box gift-wrapped near her home. This weirded her out quite a bit because she never told him it was her birthday. The second topic is Angela being forced into marrying Bayardo. Angela, like her sisters, were raised to be husbands. A impoverished family of four girls and two boys and a disabled father had an uncertain future. The two men of the family could continue supporting the family with money from sacrificial offerings from the family altars, but they would will so soon need that money for their own families, as Pablo is already engaged. The girl's only choice is to be married off. Then comes in San Bayardo San Roman. 
As already mentioned, he was rich and loaded with money, as well as having a high-standing father. Just what she needed. After a round of drinks with Pedro and Pablo, and a proper introduction, she was already practically being shipped off with him. Regardless of her own feelings, it was an opportunity that could not be missed. There was no way out for her. For the family, this was a dream come true, a way to bring honor to their name and a life for Angela. It was the purpose for which she had been raised. The fact that she was not a virgin was her only way or excuse out, but the repercussions would be worse. She smiled her way through the wedding, all the way to the end with the, all the way until the truth was found, if that was the truth at all. So Angela gets married to Bayardo, and then they go home together, and she doesn't like him all that much. So in panicking, she tells him after a little while that she isn't a virgin, and then he gets very angry with her and sends her home. And then when Angela's home, her brothers come in and see her crying and ask her what's wrong, and then she tells them what happened with Bayardo. And then they get very angry and want to kill Santiago. The last topic for today's podcast is, did Angela really tell the truth? All the evidence we have was her words, he was my perpetrator. She never made any mystery out of her misfortune. She would go into detail on everything that had happened to her for anyone who wanted to hear, except for one thing, and that was any detail to do with the suspect. No one believed it had been Santiago Nassar. They belonged to two completely different worlds, says a witness. Another important thing to take note of is the fact that Santiago Nassar would frequently call Angela Vicario names, When talked to the narrator of the story, Santiago has referred to her as Cousin the Nini. Not to mention that Santiago Nassar was more interested in Divina Fora at the time. Since he would literally grope her with when they were alone together, there is enough evidence to show that Angela Vicario was most likely lying about Santiago being her perpetrator. Some things that we discovered from today's podcast would be how Angela Vicario and Bayardo San Roman met in first her, in her first impression of him. Angela never truly loved Bayardo, even though they were supposed to get married and disliked how arrogant he was. We also learned about the gender roles of the town when the narrator says that the brothers were brought up to, the, to be men and that the girls had been reared to get married. One of the most significant details mentioned today would be the fact that several people believe that Santiago Nassar is innocent and that Angela lied to her family. Despite Angela's frequent claims about him being the perpetrator, there's plenty of evidence that shows that what she claims is false. Why would Santiago suddenly take interest in her when he is more occupied with the other woman? 
Could she actually be telling the truth? We'll never know. Thank you all for tuning in to today's episode of Conference Room 2. We appreciate your support and hope that you learned something new today. On the next episode, we will discuss how Angela Vicario was impacted by the murder of Santiago Nassar and what changed from the beginning of the story to the end.